0: In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Liz from Listen File about the logistics that go into prepping for a deployment, your pre-deployment, your mid-deployment, and how you not only prepare yourself logistically, but also with your partner and how you set those expectations. So let's talk about it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am here with Liz from List and File. Liz, if you want to go ahead and tell everyone who you are, that would be great.
1: Hi. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited here. Um, yeah, so I, my name is Liz. I am the creator of List and File. As you said, um, I am an Army uh, spouse. My husband is active duty Army. Um, we're currently in Fort Gordon, Georgia, but we have soft orders to PCS at the end of this summer to actually South Korea. <laughs> oh, fun! <laughs> yeah, so really excited for that. It's it's obviously you know it's not hard orders yet, so we haven't announced anything because very mm-hmm. it can change. Right. But yeah, we're excited for that. I've got two cute little kids, uh, ages three and one this month. I can't believe it. And yeah, I. I, what do I love really quick? I love pico de gallo. I eat way too much pico at rest. <laughs> I am allergic to chocolate, sadly, but I love it. And sometimes I still do eat it. Oh my gosh. And my best
0: friend is allergic to chocolate. It gives her like these weird headaches.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get really bad. It's not that people who are listening want to know this, but I get really bad canker sores Oh man. when I, I actually had this, this hospital uh, episode in high school after eating a chocolate, like a piece of chocolate cake. Anyway, it's it's a whole story, but <laughs> oh, that's me. I love to organize. I love to plan. I love schedules. I love lists. Um, Yeah, that's, that's where we're at.
0: Yes. And it's your love of lists and organizing that I brought you on today. And I am really excited for this episode because I think for me, especially having everything organized, listed out, it just helps my brain feel so much less overwhelmed. And so (laughs) since that's kind of what you do, I thought it'd be really cool, especially since we've been on this topic of deployment, to kind of walk through what that preparation and organization can look like. And so preparing for a deployment can be really overwhelming. There's a lot of different things to remember, a lot of different things to focus on. And so how do you personally cancel out the noise and, and focus? What do you think needs to be a priority when you're preparing for these for the deployment?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, so my my first comment would be canceling out the noise, the noise and focus um might look different between you and your service member. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, I mean, or even if you're both service members, but, um, at at different seasons of your life, um, and with different deployments, um, obviously nobody likes deployments. They all kind of get a bad name, but obviously (laughs) some of them are a little bit more stress filled and perhaps dangerous than others. Um, of course that doesn't make them any easier, you know, when, when your loved one deploys, um, so I would say, I, I was thinking about this when you, um, first, you know, told me what the question was. So I would say maybe schedule. And again, this comes back to my personality of, of schedules and lesson time. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love organizing as an, an an anxiety management technique. So I would say schedule a time, um, for preparation and a time for togetherness. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously it's, it's really tricky to be able to say, all right, every, Every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, from six to eight, we're gonna have togetherness time, right? I mean that that's very the case with with life and especially military life in general. But what I mean is is try to as much as you can try to time block and finish finish work um, and and you know deployment preparation and logistics in specific time blocks and then have time blocks for togetherness where you can be completely Present with your partner. Um, It's not, you know, oh, we're in the same room, but I'm on my phone scrolling on Instagram and he's, you know, emailing people and getting other, you know, deployment logistics together. Um, That's 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 not really what we're going for here. Again, it's it's really hard to do this because there is a lot of stuff that both of you will need to be doing at that time. But as as much as you can, make your togetherness intentional. Be completely focused and present um, when you're with your partner when you're with your significant other and it doesn't have to be elaborate you don't need to go out on dates where you spend money and make you know make a make a big night out of it even though that would be fun too and those are good things um don't put extra stress on yourself that way but just just make sure that you're giving the other person your full attention and that will kind of fill up your cup as you're preparing to go for this long stretch without each other it will it will feel more real and more fulfilling if you we are present with each other mm-hmm. um, and then my other piece of advice for this question was to communicate and plan together um, especially if you have children um, so that means like discuss emergency plans or like communication schedules as much as, you know, with as much information as you have about, (laughs) you might again, not be able to schedule anything. And that's, that's okay. That's, that's workable. Um, But, you know, just talk about those things if you can, in as much detail as you can, again, no stress, just, um, I mean, talk about communication techniques or even disciplining techniques. If you have children, you know, trying to keep each other involved. Um, as much as possible in home life. And then, you know, letting the service member know they're still a part of the family. Um, They can still provide input into your life. They they are still an important part, even though they're going to be gone for a long time.
0: Yeah. I think the key word to take out of that was definitely intentional. I think you know, as you said, when you're preparing for a a deployment, both the service member and the spouse, there's quite a bit that needs to get accomplished. There's quite a bit to walk through just from a logistics standpoint, a family standpoint, a, you know, life partner standpoint, and just really trying your best to have intentional moments is so necessary as you know, you kind of prepare for this insane, you know, length of time of separation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even I mean, if you have kids or if you don't have kids, talk about how you're going to
1: uh, date each other while Mm -hmm. you're gone. You know, there there are a lot of really good um, articles and um, blogs and things that that talk about this from military spouses that are more experienced than I am, but they give great ideas on you know again how to make that time intentional and how to kind of fill up that need for connection between the two of you while you're hundreds of thousands of miles apart.
0: Yeah, that, that long distance intimacy is so necessary just to continue to, to build that foundation. So as, and I think you kind of touched on this maybe a little bit, but um, you know as you're preparing and organizing, there's I think two different phases, um, main phases. Obviously there's three, there's the pre, the during, and the, you know, the post deployment phase. But speaking on just the, the initial getting ready and then the, the in it, the thick of it, how would you say your preparation and organization in the pre-deployment phase differs from, you know, that mid-deployment phase?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, so the pre-deployment phase um, for me, but I imagine that it's, it's similar for most um, couples, uh, obviously is a lot of logistical stuff. It's a lot of packing, a lot of cleaning, a lot of paperwork, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and then the mid-deployment phase for me um, is kind of the winding down. So it's preparing for reintegration. Right. Uh, and kind of uh, that that phase includes the fun stuff too. So planning for, you know, trips when they, if they're able to go on leave right after um, that kind of stuff. So um, I would say a lot of disappointment and frustration or even anger sometimes comes from unmet expectations, um, mm. on, on both sides. So that, that, that's from the spouse who's staying at home. And that's also, um, you know, on the service member side as well, unmet expectations. And so I think that, um, again, if you communicate as much as possible and plan as much as possible in the pre-deployment phase, um, then you're able to, Kind of again focus on just what you mentioned previously the intimacy aspect and kind Mm -hmm. of you know trying to keep that alive and trying to keep the the family connection um together as opposed to you know mid-deployment phase still worrying about paperwork still worrying about um uh logistical stuff that that could have possibly been done before they left right um so again that's that's just a lot of work up front in the pre-deployment phase but um doing as much work up front as possible at least from me and my husband um helps the rest of the deployment go smoother and that way during the mid-deployment phase we're able to focus more on things like hey you're coming home. Yeah. What are we you know what what are we going to do? Let's plan, you know, let's plan something fun to look forward to when you come home. Maybe that's just you know catching up on our favorite shows for the first two weeks without actually doing anything because we just want to spend time together or maybe it's a big trip, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and so pre-deployment phase, get as much logistical stuff done as you can, communicate, over-communicate, make sure expectations are uh, stated on both sides. Um, so neither one of you, um, you know, run into, again, disappointment or frustration when things don't work out or things aren't working out as as you thought they would.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And then that
1: makes the mid-deployment phase, you know, go a little bit smoother. And again, you're able to look forward to funner stuff.
0: Yeah. So you you touched on this and I want to circle back. So I think, you know, in order to get to a smoother mid-deployment phase, you have to have a very, you know, organized active filled pre-deployment phase so and you kind of touched on there's a lot of logistics that go into that pre-deployment phase so what do what are some of those logistics what does that look like what are some things that you know listeners should be looking to get accomplished in that pre-deployment phase
1: yeah absolutely so this kind of overlaps um i think with with some of the things i believe are easy to miss but um uh obviously there are the tasks that the service member needs to do before they go. And I'm not really talking about those. I'm talking more on the spouse's side. Mm-hmm. Um, things that You do have control over obviously, cause you're not the one who's, who's doing that work. Um, I would say uh, one thing um, again, and I guess I kind of mentioned this before is discussing like communication um, schedules when possible or like uh, different techniques, cause you, you guys know each other the best, um, and you know, kind of how to talk to each other the best, you know, what the other person needs and how they need it. And so just making sure that that, um, communication, like communication preferences are clear. So for example, um, I, my, my biggest love language, um, is words, um, words of affirmation. And that is not my husband's, um, mm-hmm love language. His is, I think it's, I think it's gifts. Um, so he, he really loves to give gifts and loves to receive gifts for him. That means, um, more than words of affirmation for me. I, I love to hear, I love you and I miss you and you're doing a great job, you know, that kind of stuff. So making sure before, you know, he leaves on deployments and saying things like, okay, so when we, when we call each other, um, I, I would really love to hear words from you. Obviously there's, there's not a whole lot else that you can do because you're so far apart, but (laughs) but, you know, just making sure that those, that those expectations are discussed and just saying, I would really love to hear every time I talk to you, even if it seems repetitive on your end, I would love to hear from you. You are doing a great job. I love you so much. You are doing such a hard thing. And, and on the flip side, he can say something like, you know what, it means a lot when you send me care packages. I love you know I love getting those it's like a gift to me I love getting them um, you know once a month I would love to get that you know however Mm -hmm. you gotta work with the logistics of the deployment that they're on but um, so just setting those um, expectations before then Um, and then I'm actually really big on um, like emergency preparedness type stuff Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, which is why we actually include an emergency tab in our in list and file in our binder sets. But um, just making sure that you both have um, you know an emergency communications plan, and obviously the military has already set up something like that. Um, you know, Red Cross, using Red Cross and and, uh, different resources to Mm -hmm. get emergency messages to your service member. But even within your family, something on a smaller scale is uh, a good idea to have. Um, Just, I I could go on and on, but those those are a couple of things that I've um, noticed are very helpful.
0: Yeah. So kind of going off of that, what would you say be the top three things that in that preparation that, you know, you're could be very easily missed. I know we talked about emergency and, and I think too, that's important um, for listeners. She touched on something called um, the Red Cross. So if something happens, you can, you can go through the Red Cross to notify your service member. So like you're going into labor or someone dies or something. Um, it's a, a streamlined process for getting information to the service member that if they're out in the field, you may not rather really have readily access to your service member. Um, but what are those... Mm-hmm. Those top three things that um, you would sort of say are really easy to miss when you're going through this preparation.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. So I would say one of those one of those three things is the one we just discussed just emergency um, emergency planning, emergency preparedness. So know that Red Cross process very well. Um, make sure you um, are able to take all of the steps that they request and have all the information that you need to make that as smooth as possible the last thing you want when there is an emergency is to you know not have a certain phone number or or be frantically searching around yeah. for that that name that you need or that email address that you should have written down that's mm-hmm. that's the last thing you want to do when you're in an in, in an emergency oh, yeah. um, so just getting all of that information put together um i would also say um make sure that your or that the service members DD Form 93 is up to date. Um, this one, whenever I say it, is it, it sounds like a little bit morbid and nobody wants to really talk about it and kind of like, oh geez, well, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna die while they're, you know, deployed. Goodness, like calm down. But so for those who don't know, a DD Form 93 is, is just their record of emergency data. Um, every, every service member has one, um, but keeping it up to date is, is the trick here. So before they leave, just make sure that that form is up to date. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, it might be super uncomfortable to talk about and some, you know, a lot of um, spouses and service members themselves might think, okay, well, I'm not, um, this isn't actually, you know, I'm not going on a combat deployment or, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to be in any danger. We don't really need to focus on this, but. Um, regardless of where they're going, um, even if they're not currently on a deployment, it's really good to have because anything can happen. And again, the last thing you want to be doing during a really stressful time, um, is, is the logistical stuff. You, you don't want to be thinking about, okay, well, where did he want to be buried or where, you know, all of that stuff that you think, oh my gosh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there try try just just do it <laughs> yeah. just trust me, trust me and do it get it over with just look it over review it update it um you will be it, it will just feel it's good to feel prepared it's good to be prepared and it takes you know you can spend 20 minutes on it rush through it but at least make sure that it's up to date that way if something big and you know Intense does happen. At least you're not worrying about that, that little stuff. Um, So that would be, that would be another thing that I would say gets kind of missed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the third thing we've actually kind of touched on already, but the third thing is just discuss expectations. Um, Both sides, you know, make sure that you understand where the other person is coming from as far as communication style communication techniques. Um, depending on how long you've been together, you might learn something new and you think, oh, I would have guessed that you would like, you know, fewer texts and more voice messages or, you know, no emails about, email, you know, whatever it is. Um, just make sure you understand what the other person expects um, during the deployment and that will make it so much easier to connect with that person and be feel fulfilled when they are doing their best to connect with you.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think out of, that's been such a big theme out of all these conversations about deployment is set expectations and communicate those expectations. I think a lot of times, especially if you've been maybe dating for a long time or you've been married for a minute, there is kind of this almost unspoken assumption that they can read your mind. They know what you need without you explicitly expressing it. And that is, very much so, not the case. Like <laughs> I learn new things about my spouse and his needs all the time, and so you know, be be intentional with your expectation setting and your communication, so that you know your needs are met at the same time you're going through all these logistical preparations for deployment. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So I love asking this final question because for me, as a new spouse myself, um, like almost a year into this, but I love to hear advice that seasoned spouses would give their younger selves. So if you could hop in a time machine today and go back to the day that you became a military spouse, what's a piece of advice that you would give um, more naive you <laughs> <laughs> oh man I <laughs> and don't say run because I don't think that's the message we want
1: to no, say. <laughs> no i'll I'll tell you what it it has been it, it has been a crazy ride. It has been Seriously, the hardest thing, some of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life have been directly related to military life and being a military spouse. But Mm -hmm. I I would never say run um, because (laughs) it it has actually been like all the difficulty. It has been so much fun and it has been amazing. I would say to my younger self, take a deep breath. Just just take a deep breath. Um, I honestly... I would tell myself it's all going to be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have everything perfectly uh, running, you know, running perfectly smooth, even if you don't have all of the um, perfect lists, even though even if schedules don't work out, um, if timelines don't turn out the way you want them to, um, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be in full yeah. control. Um that's something I I know that some spouses don't have this problem because they have different personalities, but um with my personality again, I I love those lists. I love I love those things and it's been a huge benefit for me and my family in military life to to be good at lists and organization. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, as you can imagine, Um, it's caused a lot of anxiety on my part Mm -hmm. when things don't come together when they don't go as planned. And so that's what I would tell younger, younger me is just breathe. Um, You won't be in complete control all the time, even though you might fight against that for a few years, you'll learn to just embrace it and learn to just kind of ride the wave and it's all going to be okay.
0: No, I I love that. I think you and I have very similar personalities in that when I can't control something, it, it genuinely stresses me out, and so I get so <laughs> It's just, and it doesn't do anything to help. Honestly, <laughs> if anything, it makes it worse. Right, um, exactly. Uh, but again taking a deep breath and just like you said riding the wave um but Liz I just want to say thank you so much for for coming on and and you so you run listen file and so I would love for you to tell my listeners what listen file is what what a resource it could be for them
1: sure absolutely um so per my um per my personality
0: <laughs>
1: is all about um helping military families get organized, helping them organize their vital documents. Um, And so List and File offers easy, reliable, thorough and beautiful file organization systems for military families. Um, So what we offer are um, PCS binder sets and really you can use them outside of PCS season too. I know plenty of um, our customers who use them in between PCS seasons as well. And that's, that's awesome, that's great. Um, so what they do is they, they help you organize all of your vital vital documents in 12 different categories, um, just making sure that you have every important document that you could possibly need um, is organized in a single place. Um, our, our sets can track all of your file details for up to 10 PCS moves so that includes um, deadlines, that includes expiration dates, it includes number of copies, just check marks, anything you could think of, our binder sets will track for you. So really they're they're a great resource if you aren't sure what to put in your PCS binder, what a PCS binder even is, how to organize all the paperwork that comes with military life and comes with uh, ad- adulting basically.
0: Yeah, and I <laughs> so think too we'll, we'll what's cool,
1: through
0: what's cool about your your documents as well is that you could use a lot of the, the tabs for deployment to it. A lot of it holds that very vital and important information, which is why I thought it was just, it's so perfect, especially in when, like you said, in that pre-deployment phase to get yourself aligned.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, two of the tabs that are included are even emergency and deployment. So there, there's a spot for everything. Yep. Absolutely.
0: So if someone wanted to find you and utilize you as a resource, where can they find list and file? How do they get their hands on a PCS finder? What does that look like?
1: Absolutely. So um, they can just go to listandfile.com. Um, and that's where our PCS finders are sold. We also um, sell over Instagram or our Facebook account. Um, our handle is just at list and file. Um, for Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Um, So any of those three are excellent resources to find us as well. Or if you just have questions or for groups that wanna do uh, bulk orders or custom orders for like FRG groups, or um, we've even done some for special forces groups and others, um, they can email info at listandfile.com.
0: And these binders, y'all look so pretty. The designs you have on them are so cute. Um, Yeah, that's
1: that's half the fun of it is Mm -hmm. making them look good because you have to use this thing a lot. So you might as well make it not horrendous. Exactly, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) So again, if you want to get in touch with listen File? you can find them at Listen File on Instagram. She lists all the links. I'll have all the links on our Facebook and you can find her, we'll post that on our Instagram. If you do not already follow us on Facebook or Instagram, it's just at Call to Marriage, or you can reach out to us via email with questions, stories, or if you honestly just need someone to support you and listen to your rant, you can email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. Liz, thank you again so much for being on. I think this has just been so resourceful and knowledgeable. And I look forward to speaking with you in the, in the future. Um, and to the listeners, thank you so much for supporting Call to Marriage, for being on this journey. I know it's a crazy ride. I know military spouse life is insane, but you are not alone in this. You are more than a spouse. You are not just a just. And I will talk to everyone again later. Bye.